we, we, we should rap about things that we like, like, like food. That's what? You bugging ass death, you know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Go away. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Got spaghetti in here. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free? What's so special about the cheese maker? As the saying goes, you are what you eat. And I am freaking cheese. <laughs> How's it going, Sal? As you crunch into a biscuit? Good, Beto. I've seen you for ages. It has been a while. Has been a while. Had to, had to, put, you know, get some guests in. Mm, how'd that go? It was good. Well, so we you're dr- drinking we, lots of beer. We drink beer, so <laughs> <laughs> it can't really go badly, can it? <laughs> No, it was good. It was good. Dr. Yobo is one of our long-time listeners, so... Was he a long-time listener? Mm. Oh, so the o- First-time guest. The only problem was that we reduced our <laughs> listeners by one. <laughs> Down to 12. I was... I was um, we'll get to each and every one of your listeners eventually. <laughs> I was talking to a, a, a mate of mine who, you know, does a lot of audio, professional audio visual stuff, and uh, asked him about a bit of gear, and he's like... Yeah, you know, you you might get slightly better sound out of doing that. And I said, yeah, well, I've only got 12 listeners. I don't know whether it's really worth it for, the, <laughs> for them. Now, let's get some more listeners. Mm-hmm. We'll get oh, some guests. We'll get some listeners. Man, we need some guests. Don't you worry. We'll get some guests for you. We might make it a, a condition of entry if you... um. If you bring a guest, you have to at least have 20 listeners with you. <laughs> Jerome can make all his staff listen. Have it on in the have it on in the kitchen as a as a prerequisite of working there. Hilarious. So you been doing? What are you oh, cooking? You know, babies. Hey, I made a pasta the other day. I wanted to talk to you about. I made a pasta sauce. Um, chickpeas. Um, Roasted garlic. Roasted garlic? No, chick- I did chickpeas and garlic and yeah. simmered it in some stock, some yeah. my general purpose stock. Yeah. And um, and then blitzed it up with a bit of olive oil and lime juice. Mm. Uh, Sounds like hummus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I had it as a pasta sauce. Is that weird? That was nice. With chorizo. It was a bit claggy. Mmm. What did I thin it out with? I did thin it out with something. Olive oil, maybe? Yeah, right. No, it was quite saucy. It wasn't It wasn't hummus texture. Yeah, God. Hmm. Weird. I don't know. Oh, that's good. Just no. sort of came to me. But you don't have stock in hummus, though, do you? No. Hmm. But you quite often thin hummus out with water. Same to you. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that was good. I bought, you know, in one of those um, lazy trade-off chef things, you know, where you always, you know, you talk about it. Hey, make little trade-offs. Yeah, I do that all the time. And uh, so I bought, you know, the the peeled garlic. 
So yeah. it's this proper yeah. garlic, but it's all from nicely China. peeled yeah. from China. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's the only thing you go, oh, I know this is from China and it's, oh, but it's so good. But it's hard to, like, you, you don't find um, Australian garlic at IGA or Woolies or Coles very much anyway. No, no. So. I know. I'm terrible because I like to do a big batch of confit garlic and just keep it in oh, the, okay. in fact, I have some in the fridge right now. And just keep it in the fridge because it's good. Is that my husband? I don't know. I mean, surely. Is that you, Pat? No. Oh. <laughs> he's taken offence to me, chipping him about, about Hawthorne, and he's gone and fired up the power tools. <laughs> That'll be my neighbours who bloody blow their park 20 times a day. Really? Oh, leaf blowers are the enemy. Yeah. Uh, only good for cleaning out gutters. Yeah, so what you just use it in sauces and stuff where you need garlic. Yeah, well you just wedge it on bread. I mean, how good is it just warmed up and served on bread? Yeah. Yum. Actually, or anything. In mayo, it's really good yeah, in mayo and you have it with bloody I'm, anything. I'm a sucker for it in mayo. I was reading this thing the other day. It was Matt Preston's top 28 tips, of, you know, about food or something. One of them was, when in doubt, crumb it, fry it and serve it with mayo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well... Water in mayo has been my big discovery over the last 12 months because I always made aioli or mayo and it was always really yellow yeah. and, and almost too, wasn't creamy. Yeah. And I tried adding a bit of cream and a bit of, like, to mm. get it that real white fluffy mm. and it's water. It's water. Yeah. I didn't realise. And the more water you add, the fluffier it yeah. seems to get. Yeah. Well, you kind of got to add a bit of water because it's too thick and, yeah, you know... It's one of those things, whatever recipe I read the first time, I mustn't have had it in it. And then I never really... Wow. Never really did it until recently. I love those little discoveries. Mm. It's great. We went to a uh, baby shower slash barbecue. It wasn't like a proper baby shower. It was just, you know, meeting up with the pregnant mum before she Mm. had the bub. Mm. Thousands of kids running around. And you just all had to bring sort of snacky stuff, you know. And um, I love a snack party. Yeah. So there was like cakes and other stuff mm. there. And mm. uh, so I had plans to do stuff, but my plans sort of go by the wayside nowadays. Yeah. And so we just went past the shops and I said, oh, look, I'll, I'll just, I'll throw something together. So I got, and pure luck, I walked into the IGA and they had these camemberts reduced down by a third because they were obviously out of date tomorrow yeah perfect beautiful yeah Yeah, nice and squishy and soft so i got that got a loaf of sourdough a little bottle of good olive oil good australian olive oil and a little balsamic just slice the bread up smeared the whole cheese over all the bread um oh and some good tomatoes tomatoes olive oil balsamic that was awesome it was probably one of the best party foods i've ever done (laughs) Isn't that terrible? We just did that on the weekend, actually. I was down in Melbourne, staying with a friend, and we... She goes, oh, oh quickly, we had heaps of grog, and she goes, I'm just going to get something to eat. And she just went and got a packet of pita breads, a tin of uh, hummus, tin yeah. of... tin of. We made our own. What are they called? Chickpeas. Yeah. Tin of chickpeas and a tin of white beans. And she got home, and she just quickly made up white bean and, you know, lemon dip and a hummus and, you know spray and a bit of lemon pepper on this whole pack of pita breads we lived on that almost all weekend we hardly yeah. ate a proper meal 
It was like, are we going to eat something at some stage? She goes, nah, there's still more of those. And we just snacked our way to the entire weekend. Oh, um, last night she goes, I better cook you something to eat. <laughs> yeah. Is that something real? I'm coming around to the, the, uh, the, I've never been a massive fan of hummus, but I'm coming around. Oh, you know what I like about it? Is it's blandness. Okay, it's yeah. funny. I think it, should it get... goes really nicely with that, with the saltiness and the. Yeah. So the... today we're eating white anchovies, mm. which are beautiful. They're just done a bit of chili and pepper and hummus. Is that like crackers. an Aldi special? I didn't really have anything. No, I got those from Crazy Cutter over at Penis Eye. Penises. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you tying that into the last? <laughs> so we did. Um, um, we did. So we did the food podcast and then Dr. Elba and I have been threatening to do, because we both love the NBA, we've been threatening to do a sort of, you know, out there NBA podcast for yeah, ages. Yeah. But I don't have the setup for, um, you know, over the computer one, the, the Skype sort of one. So it came around and I was like, right, right, we're going to do this. And Vanessa's like, right, well, I'm off. I'll take the babies and we'll yeah. do something. <laughs> well, yeah, we talked about penises for the first 15 minutes. Did you? <laughs> I'm listening back going, Fuck, we talked about penises for a long time. And you'll have to, there's an actual joke there, but you'll actually have to listen to the, um, you'll have to listen to the podcast to, um, oh, to get it. Funny. But yeah, no, <laughs> it was quite funny. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, so hummus is, or chickpeas, does it traditionally have a lot of garlic in it as well? Yeah, we well put as much, I like putting the roasted garlic in that as well. Yeah heaps of lemon and salt pepper and tahini and stuff but as I was saying before I think as you get older and especially because I go out so much and I yeah, sometimes when I'm just sitting out I just want kind of almost bland not bland mm. but yeah, to a point I, where it's not not everything's an assault of your senses my, my one with that is my neighbour brought over a fresh loaf of uh, it wasn't sourdough but it was something like that more yeah. rustic sort of bread yeah um you know like a whole loaf real fresh and I just cut it and put butter on it oh and that's that's what I felt like I just didn't I didn't want anything real fancy just butter I have butter in the house now I've got yes. butter in the freezer as well <laughs> I, I thought I was I thought I might have to start doing spot checks of the freezer yeah, before every podcast no. Um, yeah, so I think that's it. Yeah, bread and butter. You can't be bread and butter. You can't be butter, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, I'm, I'm missing the cows. I've lost the cows. They haven't come back. Oh, you don't even know where they are? No. I think it's hilarious. Uh, mm, it's starting to move from hilarious to worrying, to be honest. To the point where I'm looking at the classified ads for... Someone selling your cows? Mm, no, maybe new ones. I might have to get new ones. Oh, like you really don't know where they've gone. Are there no, no fences? They can just go wherever they like. Oh. So there's there's the hundred acres next to me, and they can get up into there. And theoretically, there's only certain places they can go. But if someone else has got bad fences and they've got into their yard, they might have rung the council, and oh, I have rung the council and asked. Mm. Um, but the council sort of keep them for a couple of days and then sell them. And once they do that, they're, they're in the wind. God, what unloyal bloody cows. Why didn't they come home? 
bastards? Uh, probably chasing Mr. Cow. Oh. That's the that's Sluts. the theory. Yeah. Well, it's my own fault. My fences weren't good enough. So. Oh gosh. So now I might be looking for another house cow because I just don't feel like I'm complete without a house cow. No, you wouldn't. But I'm really I'm a little bit sad because I I did love my cows, but it's that. Well, obviously not enough. No. <laughs> well, it was you know it was they needed to eat and. And I didn't have the spare day to... Shit, and you've got to buy your own milk and stuff and everything. Yeah. Gosh. That's not cool. No. And I've got all this grass just waiting to be eaten. That's what's irritating is I put them in this... I moved them from a paddock that was eaten all the, almost all the way out. The one good paddock I had that was completely fenced. Yeah. Into the dodgy paddock. But there was, you know, nice fresh water and beautiful grass. But no boy cows. Ah. Oh. I've gone chasing tail, Sal. Cheap. <laughs> Sluts. <sighs> oh well. Never mind. <clears throat> Never mind. You'll have to go and get yourself some bath bath milk. Yeah. No, no, well I have to say in the time that I've had the cows that the milk thing's really changed. <coughs> yeah, hasn't it? Where you can get five or six different brands of milk. I go and get my milk from over at Food Connect, there was but Bath milk, or, <laughs> you know, the Kalula or the Braber. Mm. So I'm having a bit of a look around. It was a, a nice little Dexter cow with a calf for reasonably cheap. So there's a few around at the moment because there's not much feed around. So a lot of people are selling house cows because they can't afford to keep them. Cause they oh, have, really? Yeah, because they're having to buy feed. So, you know, you have a house cow to keep the lawn down, yeah. but if once the lawn goes, then you're, you're buying hay, and hay is very expensive, so... There's a house cow crisis. <laughs> yes. Or, or an opportunity, depending on which, which side which of the... Which side you sit. Yeah. Gosh. Side you're on. But you really want a nice, calm one. <coughs> yeah. Okay, it's been a pet, and it's quite happy to sit in the bales while you pull its tits. Yeah. Mm. Those anchovies are really nice, so They're really good, aren't they? Mm. Mm. I know. I used to do that in my Spanish cooking class, and we'd put it on bread. You know, we'd make some crostini with some blue cheese and those. Everyone would go, oh, no, I don't eat anchovies. I'm like, no, you can get anchovies with those things on pizzas that are dried mm. and salty and hairy. Yeah. Have one of these, and they'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, really good. Well, um, I don't know what else I've been up to that's been interesting, really. Well, the two things I want to talk about. So, the lady that posted on Facebook the other day about recipe testing. Now, is that you go around to her place and she has all the ingredients for her recipe and you cook that in front of her and then she looks at it and goes, okay, well, that's what a layperson does. Yeah. That's right. exactly what happens. So she writes lots of cookbooks, that girl. She's yeah. very, very clever. And she's the girl that came to Japan with me. But she writes all different things. Oh, but yeah. yeah. You need someone, because when you're writing a recipe, there's lots of things that you do Automatically. that you're not aware of. Yeah. So you need to get someone else to make it. And it's good if you can watch them and see actually how they're... Um, interacting with your recipe. Yep. Do they understand what they're reading or they can look at you and they keep on asking questions and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I noticed that when 
when Ryan was coming around twice a week and, and one night he'd cook and I'd sort of in, not, not teach him but <laughs> sort of be there as a sort of living cookbook and he'd write down what he was doing yeah and yeah he was asking questions which I would never have written in a yeah. In a in a method. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Because I would just would have thought, well, that's obvious, you know. It's not obvious. You know how much, how finely do you chop these onions? Oh, what size? Yeah. What size? That's the what yeah. question how, everyone said. What size? Or how many mils? Yes. How much oil do you put in? Two spoons, one spoon. I don't know. You glug, just, good you glug. St- you stick the Instead oil. Of a cup. If I told you how much I put in, you'd pet and curl. Well, the, the, yeah, the one that that like any time I have to give a recipe out for. <laughs> that's got butter in it how much butter do you put in okay well you put in as much as you're comfortable with and then i'd probably put again about as half as much of that in as again and they're like really I'm like you come around and watch me make risotto and you'll probably cry at the amount oh, of butter I put in. that's what tastes good yeah god and half a block of parmesan cheese mm. but it's funny it's like when whenever you watch this is the one thing i notice all the time when people go to fry an onion or something right so they put probably the equivalent of three teaspoons of oil in a big pot and then mm. they'll throw in two or three onions and try and sweat it off. Mm. They're never going to sweat off because the onions have soaked up that oil in two seconds flat. Well, you would have cried on the weekend I went to a barbecue and they had those uh, barbecue sheets down Yeah. on the, the non-stick ones yeah. and they're frying onions with nothing. Oh, no. Dry. Oh, no. And like a bit of beer, mate. Something. Help it's them out. Something. They're like just shriveling up on yeah. this. Yeah. Give it something but, to do. It's not, not my place. Anyway, and they look there and they go, is that enough? No, it's not enough. How much? Just hold the <laughs> bottle upside down for three seconds. <laughs> what? That much? Yep, that, yeah, much. that much. But you're going to make enough to feed 20, so... Well, that's something that I found this year is, and I still... I'm still in the cooking for three or yeah. three and a half yeah. mindset. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the, the one that I can't I just can't get right is mashed potato like you'd think I'd be able to scale my mashed potato up right but I always have not enough or way too much I'm just I'm just you not never have too much well it, it just it. I fire it up for breakfast with some chorizo oh. I always try and make too much and there's just never enough no I always think I'm going to make spare so it, you know I'll just have mashed potato yeah. as a snack <laughs> Fried mashed potato with chorizo, I reckon, is one of breakfast's great. That's it's it's funny you fight the little, like they're not battles, but watching Curtis, um, you know, decide what his tastes are. Mm. Um, I don't like baked beans. I just think it's beans in sugar. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll have a fry up for breakfast, and I'll do baked beans in the microwave for Vanessa, and Matt, you know, fried mashed potato and you know, bubble and squeak mm. or something for me, and. What do you want, mate? You want, you want mashed potato and sausage or do you want baked beans? Oh, baked beans! Oh, damn, I lost that one. <laughs> uh, but I think oh, I've, got him on, I've got him on Promite instead of Vegemite. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, I love Vegemite. Oh, that's Promite. It's all, always Promite. Yeah. But, nah. But he, it's... <laughs> he's very enthusiastic. I think we've done well. He's very enthusiastic about food. To the fact where you'll go, what are we having for dinner? Oh, spinach. Oh, spinach! <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're probably not going to eat that much of it, but it's good that you're enthused. Oh, sorry, that's hilarious. I have a new little puppy. It's a little sausage dog, and it's biting its tail. 
and trying to pull it off. <laughs> Hasn't figured out what it is yet. <laughs> and he's he's gone. He went away from joining me cooking for a little bit. Yeah. Sort of. I don't know, but now he's back up. He goes and gets his stool. Oh, good. And like, you know, I'll be chopping the onions or whatever and, and I'll give him, chop the top off an onion, give him an onion to peel. Mm. He can peel an onion now. Mm. So that's pretty good. Do you um, follow that, you know, Kath Rose? No. She does PR around town. Well, she, but she's hilarious. She's got this Instagram account and her kid just cooks yeah, all right. the time. How old? I don't know. He must be. He looks about. 12. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, I think he does all the cooking for the whole family. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we might be, might get to 12 and it might be a fight between me yeah, and Curtis. Yeah, get out of the kitchen. Get out of the kitchen, Dad. Oh, I want to cook tonight. Mm. God. Anything happened with your stove? Mm. Oh, I was going to, uh, yeah, I have to chat to you about that after. Oh, okay. No, no good. So I was thinking I'll either stick it on Gumtree or I don't know if you've got any vintage customers that would want it. Because it's that sort of thing, isn't it? Mm. So, I don't know. I think I've... I reckon you still keep trying. I'm going to try it. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, the, well, I sort of put it out on Twitter, you know, that, that I might want to sell it. And um, uh, I can't remember his name. One of the blokes said he might come out and have a look at it. But it, I'll cry. I'll cry if I have yeah, to sell it. It's such a cool oven. You want to it's, use it. And I, I just love that green. I love that old yeah. school green. What's he going to do with it? Um, stick it in his kitchen, I guess. And the other thing is, too, I don't... That gives me an excuse to go gas. And I think if I didn't have that oven, I'd have to go... What do you call it? That um, electric induction. that's instant in induction. <laughs> Because, you know, it's, you've got to get gas shipped in sort of thing out there. Yeah. What's your oven at the moment? <laughs> I did see a picture of your oven the other day. I thought, you poor bastard. Is that electric? It's, it's, it's electric coils. Yeah. The front left coil, you know, the thing that holds up, <laughs> it's corroded away. So the thing's just sort of hanging free. You can't put a pot on it that's smaller than the ring because otherwise it disappears into the stove. Um, the front right one only goes goes full whack. Oh, fuck, that's hilarious. The back right one only goes low, and the back left one actually works properly. So Vanessa was trying to cook dinner the other day, and she goes, "This isn't this, what's what's going on with this?" And I said, "No, no, you can't use that one. If you want to boil potatoes, you've got to use this burner. If you want to do this, you've got to do this. And you know, this one only goes full whack, so you can't put it on low and walk away. You'll burn something." She goes. Oh, this is way too complicated. I'm not cooking. Yeah, cook. <laughs> She's like, we need to do something about this. It's ridiculous. How can you cook like this? How can you work in these conditions? I've had a few people come around and go, how is it the rest of the house is renovated and you spend half your life cooking and you've got the crappiest kitchen I've ever seen outside of a share house? Uh, that's a very good question. Oh, that's fine. Vanessa did come up with a brilliant idea though. We got it. This house has a big bathroom with lots of wasted space. Mm. It's not our bathroom anymore anyway because yeah. we've got the ensuite upstairs. Mm. And it has to be redone as well as tiles falling off and 
it's a bit dodgy. She said, when we redo it, we should reclaim half that bathroom and turn it into a walk-in pantry. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. idea. Because that's the one thing that we're really missing in that kitchen. It's probably got enough, like, if you redid it and set it up properly with some hanging racks and some better drawers and stuff like that, you'd probably have enough bench space and usable space, you know, as long as you were smart about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But storage is just a nightmare. I don't think you can ever have enough storage. No. Doesn't matter how much you make, it's still not enough. Oh, I think I'm awake now. I'll have a wine. (laughs) Well, I've been waiting for you to wake up. Shall we have a rant about... That fuckwit. (laughs) The mail. What a fuckwit. What a fuckwit. Oh... What shits me about that, right, is I've worked with those fuckwits my whole entire life. They're the most unproductive dickheads. I mean, I know he's got Michelin stars and all that shit, but... So is, is he... Like, this is what I don't know, because I'm not... I don't think I would be classed as a foodie in the classical sense where I go out to all the cool restaurants and I go to all the events and... Oh, but you know, that's I'll, a yuppie foodie. Yeah, like I like food, but I don't... You're a real foodie in the old-fashioned sense that you actually... I just like eating. I'm interested in where it comes from and all that shit. But, so he, he is... A, he has he oh, has yeah. some cred, does he? Well, no, he has a few TV shows. That doesn't give you cred, I don't think. No. And he does have a couple of mission stars, so I suppose that gives him cred. Okay. But what a fucked-up, old-fashioned attitude. Oh, yeah. It's like the um, new stuff of... Mo- boss of Microsoft. Did you hear him interview? I was thinking one week I've seen two examples. Well, there's a real big thing happening in the game industry with this at the moment where there's like a, a movement to basically not let women have an opinion. It's, it's insane. It's yeah. absolutely insane. Well, at the Microsoft boss said women shouldn't ask for a pay rise. You know, they're kind of lucky they've got a job. They shouldn't be asked. Really? Well, it just swept down like a lead balloon. He, oh, yeah. he apologised and stuff. But that happened one day, and then the next day I read this stupid thing about this fuckwit saying that women don't have fire in their belly. Well, that's just stupid. Yeah. Women, and they can't cope in stress. Women cope differently in stress. Women just get along and do it. And as I said, those dickheads that you work with, they all take fucking four hours to do something that a woman can quite literally do in 20 minutes. Yeah, see, like... And you sit there and they're going, oh, no, but you're not doing it my way. And it's like, mate, the way that you're doing it takes four hours, seriously, and I do it in 30 minutes, no one will be able to tell a difference. Yeah. It's like that dickhead I was working with, I could not say where it was, but, you know. <laughs> and he would do a bloody stupid biscuit with a dukkha crust with a thing on top and a sauce that took four hours to put... Oh, seriously, you're not making any money on that food? Yeah. Does it taste any good? No, not really. Yeah. And that's, yeah... That's the thing, like, it's, it's, the, the stuff around it is nice, but it's got to be good food, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Like, doesn't, like, the, the one in, the, the big, the big gun in Brisbane, like, he's known for his, the, the, the quality of his food first, not all these little fancy. Who's uh, the big gun? The, th- the three hat guy. Oh, yes, I got baby brain. Ryan's. I got baby brain. I've been up at 2 a.m. every morning this week. My memory is like a sieve. You'll be like Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) Someone rang me up this morning and said, hey, go. And I said, oh, I'm like, I always, it's just my standard response. Oh, I'm going good for Friday, you know? And I went, yeah, I'm going good for, uh, fuck, what day is it? (laughs) And he said, Wednesday. So yeah, I'm going good for a Wednesday. (laughs) 
<laughs> he said, maybe not that good if you can't remember what day it is. Oh, God, funny. Um, but it was good to see a bit of backlash, and it's good that someone like Jerome, who does have a bit of, you know, who obviously hires a lot of staff and, and has some influence in Brisbane, was out there pushing back against it. Yeah, it's just crazy. But I mean, dickheads like that, they almost say it just for a bit of publicity. Yeah. It's kind of why I always look at shit like that and I think, oh, do you feed it? Mm. Do you feed that shit? Is he just, like, <clears throat> needing some publicity for something? I always am in two minds about that stuff. Yeah. Because I just think, why are you saying that? It's so obviously not right. Well, it's almost like the Gordon Ramsay... Um, abuse stuff. Yeah, like he's such a dickhead, you know, and people feed into that and yeah. feed this. And and it's almost like, I reckon for him, it's almost like an act that he, he can't escape now. He can't yeah. go and start a restaurant and be, have, you know, this really connival team at, atmosphere where everyone just gets along and pulls together because word will get out and someone will say, oh, what, you lost your edge, mate. You know, yeah. you're, not, you're not angry anymore. Yeah. You're not... You're not pushing. And that's the thing, you know, you don't get angry women in kitchens. Generally, they just do their job and they're efficient. They might be short. Mm. You get a lot of short women. Like, you know, they're not rude. They're not angry. They won't, you know. But they definitely don't need to fling their weight around and yeah. show who's boss like blokes do. Blokes what, have to do that. Whack, whack their knives down. On, but I don't reckon you have to. Well, it's like that fuckwit that made me make frittata for five days. Mm. Nothing wrong with it. He's just making a point. Dickwit. <laughs> Frittata another day. Okay. If you want me to waste, you know, another three boxes of eggs making frittata for a whole day just to make a point that you're the boss. You know? It's insane. What a knob. Anyway, it's... what he ended up doing was just losing a chef that could have helped him. Yeah. And that's and the people thing. people just walk away. No, is there fire in my belly? No, I'm just not stupid. Yeah. You know, I'll put up with it for five days and let you make your point. But if you're going to make me do it for day six, now you're just being a total fucking knob. And even probably day two. uh, Well, I was kind of thinking, I wonder how long you'll make me do this for. Mm. How big an ego does this fuckwit have? That's what I was kind of thinking. How many days will he make me do this for? I I, I, (laughs) I ran a, a, a night fill once. And I was, you know, 19 and, and full of stupidity. Yeah. And so I had a rule that, because we were all, you know, like we're all, it was all students. Mm. And I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll roster the staff that I think I need to get the work done. And then if we get the work done at 11.30, because knockoff was 12 o'clock, if we get the work done at 11.30, then we all just go home. Mm. You know, I'm not going to keep you here for another half an hour. Yeah. Fucking sweeping up the, yeah. the aisles just yeah. so that just so we're killing time. Know, if if we get yeah. the work done at eleven, mm. and like some nights we finished at ten thirty and went to the pub, mm. and my boss found out about it, and she went absolutely batshit. She's like, "You can't do that. If they finish at ten thirty, send them home and pay them till ten thirty. And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do that once, and then the second time, they'll go. Well, I'm in here. There's this much work. I'll just work a bit slower." And then you create a terrible yeah, so work ethic for life. So you're actually getting everyone to work slower. I said, the opposite of that is, I've had some nights where we've gotten, like someone's called in sick or we've got 20 more pallets than what we thought we did. And we've worked till 12. 
but any other crew would have not got it finished because they're not used to working absolutely flat out all the time. And that's the flip side. You didn't have to come in on those mornings and do any work. No, no. If they finish at 10.30, you don't pay them till 12. So, yeah, she, she got rid of me and got another guy in and, and um, he came up, I saw him at the pub and he goes, how did you get them to work so hard for you? They don't seem to work as hard for me. I said, oh. <laughs> it's amazing how people do shit the same way year after year after year <clears throat> and there's traditions, you know, like, you know, surgeons go through traditions where you're not a real surgeon unless you can do surgery for 48 hours straight. Yeah. And... And these are incredibly smart people not seeing the point that it's probably not good to do surgery after yeah. 12 hours of working straight mm. on fucking people's bodies. Yeah. But, hey, my boss did it when I was a junior, so you've got to do it now that I'm the boss. It just yeah. sort of it perpetuates and perpetuates. But that's what the food so. industry's like too. You know, you've got to work as long, as hard, and double shifts and have three hours break and go back and work through the night and do as many covers as you can under mm. su- as much pressure as you can. Yeah. If you burn your arm off unless it's hanging off by thread, you have to keep working. You know, there's all that dickhead stuff that goes on too. But that's fine, you know, you do. You learn to suck it up and you're toughen up in a kitchen in any other way that you do, I suppose, anywhere else. But, but, I, but I wonder how many people that that would have been amazing chefs and done really interesting things, but just couldn't be asked with that bullshit and just yeah. go, oh, I'll just go and do something else. Yeah. I don't know. It'd have, to, mean, be, it'd have to be a percentage. I told you how I was locked in the cool room for a couple of hours. My very first chef I worked for flung a pan of hot oil at me. I mean, yeah. I ducked. <laughs> but well, I mean, obviously, you're still and here. And luckily, I was a bit of a, a rat bag, so I thought it was really funny and what an idiot. But, you know, if you were quite sensitive to that stuff... Yeah, you just wouldn't show up the, the next day. Or if the hand hit you in the head and you got burnt quite badly. Yeah, you probably wouldn't come back to work the next day. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. of course you're not going to. You're locked in a crew and they talk about firing... But it's not... It's just, you know, who's stupid enough to put up with it? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about kitchens where they... You know, you touch another chef's knives and they fucking cut your fingers. And oh, God. It's like... It's mm. it's childish. That's yeah, well, that's what they are, childish. It's, you know, my dick's bigger no, than yours. It's just all about ego. It's all it is. And, you know, and I think... And I, that's the other thing. I think women let go of their ego a lot earlier than blokes. Yeah. Just in life in general. Mm. So you didn't go to Dinner on Blanc? Didn't go to Dinner on Blanc. I was in Melbourne, and I've never been to Dinner on Blanc. So... I don't understand it can you explain it to well, it's me just a whole bunch of people going to a secret location dressed the same and so but who you, you bring your own food though well you pack a picnic basket or you get dalton catering to yeah pack your basket yeah and then you get everything white yeah and a white but... tablecloth white chairs white tables but, um, I, but I, it looked like, like an amphitheatre where everyone was sitting in rows. Is that... It did, didn't it? That's that's what... And I was like, what oh, is it that there is a concert or something as well? Yeah, it looked weird how it was all totally organised. Not yeah. Not a bit piggledy I don't get it because I've never been. Yeah. You know, it, it, it 
We, and we, I, need, and I we have really a, should have someone on here who is actually... Well, I know. And I have that thing about us, when I go out with lots of people. I don't really like going to places where there's lots of people. We, I know one of our listeners went. <laughs> I'd like some listener feedback. Give Shirley, us some, can you call in and let us know how it went? Give us some follow-up for, for next week. Mm. See, the, my favourite, it's not the same, but it's sort of the same, is when we went around Australia and we, we spent quite a bit of time in Darwin and they have that Mindle market. Yeah. And I don't know if it's still the same now, but back then, in the early 90s, it was a bit of a social event in Darwin. Mm. So, but it was just complete and utter chaos. So, Mineral Market went on the, the road that, so there was like the foreshore, and then the first road, and they'd shut that road down every Wednesday night, and they'd have this market, <coughs> this food market there. When they have fresh food, mm. but they also had a whole heap of cook stuff, and obviously didn't this... I tell you about the tunnel went there? No. Oh fuck, tell you about it. Yeah, keep but, going. But I, like you know, thirteen-year-old me was just amazed that the hoi polloi of Darwin would come out with their table and their butler, and their butlers. Yeah, they had this. The, 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 we went and sat on the grass, and next to us was a table, like a proper table with a white tablecloth, and they were dressed nicely. And they had someone go and buy street market food for them. No. Yeah. And come back and decant it onto nice white plates with silverware. And it was like, obviously a G up. Like, yeah. you know, it was like them being, you know, but th- that was the thing. There was all different people enjoying this market a different way. And it was like a, a real social mixing of, wow. of, yeah. of the Darwin sort of subculture. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was, I just found it fascinating. That is fascinating. Well, I went a couple of years ago. I was up there doing something. can't remember. But I had a car. And I'd pulled into the hotel and the chick goes, I'll get down to the markets. If you get there at like 3, 34 o'clock, it's really cool. There's no one there. Yeah. You know, you'll be able to park your car really easy. I went, oh, cool, okay. You know, I knew nothing about these markets, right? So I drive down, pull in, park my car, go wandering off. Oh, this is really cool. Had a snack. Saw someone that was doing massage. Thought, I'm going to have a massage. Went and had a massage. Came out of the massage tent an hour later. And I'm in a whole different... Yeah. I'm in a whole different world. There's people everywhere. There's new stalls everywhere. It's heaving. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Where am I? Where was I? (laughs) Where did I park my car? Oh, there's no way I was finding my car. I mean, I looked at them. There's all of a sudden, there's buses everywhere. I was thinking, Wow. There's only a few cars, and I was thinking, oh, this is very civilised. Anyway, then I thought, I'm stuck here till the bitter end. So, you know, I went and just ate, and then I sat out in the... But it was just me, I'm on my own. You know, it's like, everything's huge. So I'd have to buy a whole something, and then I'd just have to throw it away, try and find someone that would, you know, do you want this? No. Sure, do you want to share? (laughs) Sat out and watched the bloody sunset on the beach with, I reckon, 20,000 others. Yeah, because I could imagine now it would have grown and grown. And then I was thinking, I really would like to go. (laughs) (laughs) Just walking along going like this with your (laughs) clicker. I found my car after about an hour and a half, but oh, mamma mia. Was Was the food good? The food food was great. Well, it's all Mm. Asian. Yeah. So it was incredible. My mum had a funny encounter the second time we went. I think we went like four or five times. She's walking along and there was like an Asian fresh vegetable stall and there was this weird 
it wasn't a cucumber, but it was that vague shape. Yeah. And mum's like, oh, what's that? And the little Asian kid goes, whatever it is, and goes, honk, and chews half of it off and goes, it good, you eat, you eat. <laughs> and wouldn't let mum go until she bit into whatever this strange fruit or vegetable or whatever it was. Yeah, you, you good, you want some? Mum's like, no, I don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, it'd be good. <clears throat> Actually, there's a new market. We're about we're gonna open up at the West End Markets. Have you been to the West End Markets? No. They've taken over the old Absco buildings. Oh, okay, yeah. Down there. It's amazing. And he they've got so they have all these food stalls. Like I went the other weekend and I had interesting food stalls. Not yeah, you know, normal run of the mill. We ended up having like vegan nachos and I had a pina colada and virgin pina colada. But, you know, there's a guy doing, he's got the big old steam train, but he's got all slow-baked meats in there, briskets oh, nice. and stuff, and stuffing them in rolls, and, oh, it's just really good food. Uh, is that, like, on a Saturday night or something? It goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and he's got old train carriages, and, oh, it's really funky. But that was good food. I yeah. thought that's going to become a nice little hub. Mm. Well, anyway, we're setting up big vintage in there. We're going in there this week. Oh, right. Because they've got this whole big old building and it's just got what, really do, cool old what, shops in it. Just on weekends. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. there's another big thing there. It's called the Motor Room and they have bands. And yeah. It's amazing. Wow, that's a, uh, Brisbane's really sort of kicking off a little bit. Yeah. Because it'll be that. I, I still would like to really, would like to go to Eat Street Market. So it would be... Eat Street's fantastic. Yeah. We should go and do this down there one night. Yeah. Yeah, we could go roving. Can we go roving? Yeah. yeah. Especially, yeah, because I can... I just load this onto the phone and uncouple the mic and away we go. You'd have to get down just, there early though because it gets too busy. Just walk around. Well, we might do that like the first week after, <coughs> after footy finishes where I don't have to be somewhere at half past six. Yeah. So, and we've got to go to the... Mm. Yeah, Yakitori. Let's make a note. We've got to start writing a list. Yeah, Yakitori. I've, I've got that down. I'm keen for that. Keen for crispy chicken skin. <laughs> I did that the other night, actually. I had a friend up and I said, come on, let's go and drink some sake. And I said to her, sake's great, you know. You can drink as much as you like and you never get a hangover. And she's going, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Let's test that hypothesis. Anyway, well, she did. She just started Oh, this sake and she's blonde. We're having this chat and she's blah 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 blah. We couldn't shut her up and we come back here and she sits down and, blah, 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 blah. and then all of a sudden she goes, "Oops, everything's spinning around. I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> Night." Anyway, <laughs> she goes to bed. Anyway, and I would hear her all night getting up and down, up and down. I'm thinking, "Ooh, that sake test isn't going so well." Anyway, then you know. It was the changeover to daylight savings, and I had to take her out to the airport. Oh, like and I'd super set, early. Set my alarm for like five thirty, but oh, that's not for super some early. reason my my phone had flipped Sam's over. On the phone. Mm-hmm. And so I woke up at four thirty. So I'm in there in the middle of the night, going, "Wake up! We're gonna go to the airport." She's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. What you said about so I said, "But you won't have a hangover today." <laughs> So that is true. <laughs> oh shit, it was funny. I haven't heard from her since actually. <laughs> Better check that she's still alive. I have to say that the boys woke up at 2am last night and I had those few too many wines for a, for a weeknight. 
and I just felt ratchet. Oh, it's like, oh man. Because it, it was my turn to sleep, but both of them woke up at the same time, so I had to go and help. And, um, but, um, when I woke up this morning, because I woke up and went to the toilet and had a big drink of water, and so I woke up this morning and I went, oh, I don't feel as bad as what I thought I would this morning. <laughs> I felt pretty dusty at 2 a.m. Uh, oh, dear. Oh, it's funny, isn't it? So, Vanessa, <laughs> Vanessa's just done a whole heap of, all, associated research about um you know what the the sleep what's good what's bad like so before seven like less than for an average person less than seven and more than nine so you know more than nine is no good if you're sleeping more than nine hours a night that's actually detrimental yeah right and less than seven so yeah we're starting to build up a bit of sleep (laughs) (laughs) Um. I don't know. I'd probably have about eight and a half, nine hours every night. Yeah. I love so it. So more than more, more than, than nine is no good. Alright, just stop. So, but we're because you can't accumulate sleep hours, can you? No, Contrary but to but the belief. other you can go the other way. You can build up sleep debt. Yeah. So if you if you constantly are like going four and a half, four and a half, four and a half, four and a half hours, that has a cumulative effect. And so at some stage you need to have a break and, and, um, um, yeah, you know, sort of get a decent couple of nights sleep to refresh yourself. Otherwise you're going to crash. So now, because I know Vanessa doesn't listen to this podcast, what's your take? (laughs) This is my wife. who doesn't listen to her own. She hasn't got time. No, she doesn't have time. Uh, What's good in food around Byron? Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Two days. Oh. Going kid-free. First ever kid-free weekend. Oh, my God. I don't so, know. And we're Actually. staying at a place that's just a... It's just a just a room, so... Going to have to eat out. Well, it's just a room. In someone's house. No, no, it's like... It's like a proper nice room. So it's in an old Queenslander. It's like converted into a like little hotel. Oh, what's it called? I stayed in one of those last time we were there. Uh, it's sort of out the back a little bit. It's not too far. Like we can walk into town. Yeah. I sort of, I sort of juggled my budget and went, okay, well, I could get somewhere with facilities and cook. I looked at a couple of units in town, but they were like real. Like the closer you get in, the more you got to pay. Yeah. Look, the big attraction is that we're going to have no kids for two nights. That's, yeah. That's the main attraction, really. Fuck. I don't know. So, I don't know where. You'll have to Twitter troll that. Yeah. I haven't been down there enough. Whenever we go, we always just go to the railway hotel because I love... Yeah, it's just, got... It's got a great... There's always sweet. something going on and, well, you know, um, good pub grub. Is it... Dish is meant to be quite Pete, good. You know Pete Murray, the artist Pete yeah. Murray? He's got a restaurant slash pub slash everything out towards Belongeville, out towards yeah. where Splendid in the Grass is. Yeah. So I'd probably go out there one night because they have live music every night and it's really good. I yeah, tried to right. get accommodation out that way. Belongeville's great. Yeah. I really and Bangalore. Bangalore's got lots of nice places and stuff. Yeah. And then there's that other little place where there's a good breakfast place. It's called... I sort of want to go places where we can walk to so we can have a drink. 
Yeah. Though, yeah. you know, what we'll probably end up doing is just sleeping for two days, not going anywhere. Do you want to go out? No, let's just go back to bed. Just sleep. Just catch up on our sleep deprivation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't help you, I'm afraid. You'll have to do some research. I mean, there's all those places like the veranda. And yeah. Well, here you go. Dish, if you're listening and you know any, fins. and you know anywhere, tweet mm. me at Bezo. Let me know. Mm. Mr. Dalton Catering and Rue. I'm sure Dr. Yobbo's not going to know much from New Zealand, but you never know. Mm. I've got a mate that lives in Byron. I can ask her. She's right. She's a food. Yeah. She's yeah. a food person. Hook me up, Sal. Probably, um, especially like. Yeah, I reckon you you can't go wrong. You'd have to find somewhere half decent for dinner, but I wouldn't mind somewhere like a, you know a bit quirky and a bit different for breakfast. Mm. It's got yeah. heaps of those places. You'd around. think so, wouldn't you? Because like you know, there's all the caravans and everyone that. <coughs> What's well, a mecca for bloody? You know. Mm. Actually, we used to stay at Belongjul. That's probably where his thing is, actually. Um, we used to stay at the beach out there, and opposite was this really cool cafe. And I think now it's actually developed into a little hub. So the place that I'm supposed to go is called Frankie Brown's. Frankie Brown's? Mm. Very cool. And Treehouse is supposed to do um, very good pizzas too. Uh, out of Belongia. But I'm keen. Sort of like, you know, the Holy Grail at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Two, two nights where I don't have to get up. I could sleep in until 9 o'clock if I wanted to. So. <laughs> oh, you poor bastard. Our sleep, our sleep in's at 6 o'clock. And you get one, you get one a week. So one person gets up and does the kids on a weekend day and the other one sleeps in. Oh, but you're not really sleeping in because you're listening to what's going on. I said to Vanessa when we built the house, I was like, we should get like super soundproofing in our room. So when the kids get older, we can just like close the door. They can get up and run around and make as much noise as they want. We won't care. She's like, ah, oh, well, we couldn't afford it. It's like, ah, no, how bad will it be? <laughs> God. And now I'm like, man, I, when you're lying in bed trying to sleep in and Kurt's rowing around, you go, ah, mummy, mummy. It's like, oh, man, that soundproofing would have been awesome. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough now, kiddo. <clears throat> Just Googling bar and batteries. I want to see what comes up. TripAdvisor. God. Okay. Have you seen what? TripAdvisor, right? These sites. So I got, went on to TripAdvisor Brisbane to see what people tell people don't do when they come to yeah, Brisbane. because it's an interesting... <clears throat> it's, it's it's almost like a whole podcast. Like, what if you... Like, you probably are okay because you live here and you go to lots of cool things and you know all the little things. I've been out of the loop for... I don't know how long it's been. Six years? Mm. You know, like... And someone came to me the other day and said, oh, I've got such and such coming over... What, like where are we going to go and I'm like I said Eat Street just go to Eat Street yeah you know because um, you know you can wander around Portside and that's really nice little area and but I don't know what do you what do you take people to 
Well, <clears throat> I had people here the other weekend and I was doing the same thing. So I took them to the West End Markets. I yeah. went to South Bank and we went to this new restaurant there. Yeah. Went there because it was kind of cool. I took them, um, I love Bar Elto. Oh, okay. Down at the old powerhouse because I yeah. love how it looks over the river and it's yeah, that a is beautiful very nice. bar that sits out. So I always take people there as well. Yeah. Um, I did, didn't quite get to Eat Street just because. Well, Dr. Yolo was actually saying, you listened to that, the yeah. food one we did, yeah. yeah. Like, he was like, the food here is, because he used to live here. Yeah. He, he did his um, postgrad here, I think. And he's like, the food here now is amazing. Yeah. He's like, I, you know, I struggled to get a bad feed. Yeah. In the time I was here. Like, I think it's a little bit, I know there's that Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney snobbishness thing, but I think we do pretty, yeah, pretty well. Yeah, we do good food. I think we do good food. It's, you know. I'm excited that there's another market opening up. I'd love to see a good full-time, what we've talked about before, a full-time proper fresh food market. That'd just kill it. Yeah, I know. Like, that would encourage people like Mulaney, like, so Mulaney cheese, Mulaney milk, like, they're in the IGAs and, and they're obviously, like, that. My local IGA sells out of Mulaney milk and Mulaney cream all the time. Norco sells out of their butter all the time at the yeah. local. Yeah. You know, so people are wanting that. If there was a fresh food markets and Mulaney cheese was making, you know, Mulaney three different types of butter yeah. in two kilo blocks that were in a window, Yeah. you know, I'd be... Especially if it was open seven days a week, I know I'd be making a detour some way to get to that yeah. that product. Yeah, it'd be good. It's funny. I was reading an article the other day saying that supermarkets overseas are dying. Yeah, they're just dying. As you know, all across Europe and the UK, the smaller markets and everything is taking over, and people are more conscious of how. It, but it's weird here because our supermarkets are getting more and more of a stronghold. Yeah, they're just into so every, powerful. Mm, Every part of your life, they're taking over. You know, now they're offering insurance. They're about to set up pharmacies. It's like they're they're already into whether you know it or not. They're already into the beer. Like, yeah, well, well how's the wineries? They own hundreds and hundreds of wineries. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's bizarre that you know what well, we're so fucking backward in this country. <laughs> it just shits me. Yeah. You know, it's like we just let them give them free reign. There's these oh. two. It's funny because I think it's I think it's something that's built up over time, and it'd be interesting to to go back and in history and find the point where someone could have done done something. But but you, you take Victoria, where there's real not just in Melbourne, but all around like Geelong has its markets uh, and uh. St Kilda, like all the surrounding Dalesford has its markets and stuff like that. But there's no culture here for that in Queensland. No. Other than other than um, powerhouse. Yeah, and you know, it's not something though that you can develop overnight. It's no. Some, and you know what? That's been going on in Victoria for nearly twenty years. That's right. So you so, almost need to take <coughs> Queensland back twenty years, or you need a really, really um, far-seeing government that does stuff like um, make seed conditions like so make it you know tax-free or remove all the red tape to try and encourage markets just to spring up everywhere yeah, yeah. and then you know just 
make conditions so conducive for them that there's no choice for farmers but to have to bring their produce to do it you know because there's just there's that much of a competitive advantage rather than selling directly to Woolworths yeah but it's like this girl today she came in I can't see the state government doing that anytime soon oh they're so dumb it's like this girl today she's selling some nuts at a market nuts almonds nuts (laughs) and they're making her have a hand washing basin what? I just went, what? And she goes, yeah, she goes, it's so stupid. She goes, it was so stupid. I had to ring up and check like four times because I'm thinking, it's so stupid, surely. I don't it's need a hand washing basin. But you know, these stupid, where does that law come from? Who's yeah. washing their hands after eating a nut? It's an almond. It's not even a peanut. It's an almond. <laughs> I mean, we are moronic. Aren't we? I just look. I just think we're just so backward. I was watching this really fantastic thing last night on Foreign Correspondent. Actually, it was about the Italians and how they're going out to sea and they're picking up all the Syrians and stuff that are in these boats. And it was like, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> they give them money. They take these boats out. They get the people that are about to been saved by ships and stuff in the open waterways. They stick them on the boat and they take them and they get the same thing. They take them back to Italy and Italy's going, you know, we don't actually really want them to stay here. We just want to save them. Yeah. You know, we don't want them all to stay in Italy. We haven't got jobs for them. Yeah. And um, they have this thing where they all go to Germany or Switzerland or somewhere and they don't really check the borders. <laughs> they have this loose policy at the borders so anyone can jump on a train and get across the border. They don't check. Yeah. They just let them Off go. Off they go. Wherever. But wherever I just the thought, work is. I thought, good on you. You know, you've been... You say, we're just so stupid. We don't do anything normal here. Why? It's like we've been taken over by the loonies. It is. It's, well, it's, like it's why I'd love to be here, you know, a thousand years and look back on this piece. When did the loonies take over and we've all just let them go ahead and do whatever they want? They're fucking idiots. Well, Woolworths were selling the, uh, if you don't like it, leave. I singlets. know. And it's like. Oh my which, God. which, I, I almost put it on Twitter, but I knew I'd get a lot of blowback. I almost felt like saying, "Awesome," because I, I love those. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I love the "fuck off with fools" stickers <laughs> because then I know I'm never going to have a conversation with you, mate. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're that dumb, like, yeah. we've only been here a couple of hundred years. Yeah, yeah. It's, been here for two seconds. It's so. not like you know. Your oh, bloody grandfather has been here. You know, your family's been here for a thousand years. Uh, oh, funny stuff. Anyway, it's too much. Too much. Mm. This is my new cookbook that I've bought. What is Food it? Food of Life, Najmi Batmangi. And is it good? It's Middle Eastern. I'm having um, lunch next week with... Um, so lots of chickpeas. Odalengi. Odalengi. You ever Odalengi. heard of Odalengi? The name rings a bell. Odalengi does Middle Eastern food and he has stores in London and he does beautiful... If you go in this big, beautiful plates of salads yeah. just really yummy food he's got a tv show yeah but he's coming to brisbane so are you going to a show or are you having a one-on-one oh i'd like to say i was having a one-on-one i may have one-on-one depends you, how i can maneuver the do, seating do you want do you want me to leave the, the mic and run you through the the board you record no, a little i think i'm having lunch with about 120 others yeah but, you know i'll get there early and Okay. Nudge my way. You, you want to do a quick 20 minute yeah. podcast? Cheesy? You've had a cheesy, haven't you? <laughs> it's, it's Queensland's Beastly premier. doesn't really know who you are, but that's fine. Queensland's that's premier. Oh, I am so out of the loop. I am so out of the loop. I was thinking like, it was only like 
four years ago, like I was going to the the food bloggers dinners and you know where we met and and you know I was like and now it's like we went to a wedding party thing a couple of weekends ago. Curtis had a ball. This it was awesome. This my friends they've got family that are quite down to earth, straight laced, don't really like to drink, don't like to party. Yeah. And then all her friends liked party, like really liked party and liked party hard for yeah. like two days at a time. So they had a wedding up at Mulaney with the family and went to lunch and not even really a reception, just, you know, close yeah. thing. And then they had a wedding party. So no speeches or anything, but they had DJs and I did the cheese platter um, and I did some cool dips. Oh, I meant to tell you about the dip I did. Was oh, is that awesome. why you're saying I wish I'd taken down your dip recipes? Yes. I couldn't <laughs> find it. I know I've saved them somewhere and I could not freaking find them. Mm. But I made a really cool, cool um, roasted sweet potato, feta, cashew nuts, mm. cane pepper, lemon juice, I think. Mm. Yeah. Dip. That was awesome. It's really nice. And just... Mm blitzed it and then did that with the cheese platter and stuff like that but then they had this um, they hired a uh, wood fired there's like a wood fired pizza mob you can hire and they come and set up and cook wood fired pizzas so like but we were we had we tried to get babysitters slash people to look after kids just all fell over so we had to take all three kids Ah. to see Curtis had a ball it's running around plates of food everywhere and it's all finger food and he loves finger food you know mm-hmm. carrot sticks and celery sticks and things you can dip into so he's and he's just walking around and tugging on people's legs and going <clears throat> hello <laughs> and people are going oh g'day mate and he go, yep alright well I'm off to talk to the next person <laughs> he just had an absolute ball and you know we're trying to wrangle the twins and then chasing Curtis around everywhere so we lasted four hours which I think is pretty good yeah well we got back in the car and Curtis was just wired. Like normally at 7.30, he would just fall asleep like that. He lasted pretty much till we got home before he fell asleep. He was just so amped about this party. And we just got home. We put the twins in bed. And he was like, wow. It was like, it was like a whole week's work in one afternoon. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, yeah. Just like, so now just... You know, like like I said, I'd love to go to Eat Street Markets, but it's like you know, but you'd I, love that though because they're not all big groovy things. They're just little people doing. Stuff. No, but just the, just the thought of like like because what time do they open in the afternoon? Like four. Four. So yeah, maybe we could do an early. You could get in and out by five thirty. Yeah, yeah, that might be the go. Even even finishing by seven, maybe we should do a Saturday afternoon podcast. So. Yeah. At Eat Street. Yeah. <laughs> you can meet all the bulbs. <laughs> all right, we're going to wind this up. All right. Do you want to give anything a plug? How's uh, Big Vintage going? Big Vintage. Moving to the West End Markets. Come and see us. All right. Sounds good. And it is Big is what is it on Twitter? Uh, big Vintage. One word? Yeah. Facebook? Just look big up vintage. Facebook. Might be Big Vintage Gallery. Gallery on Facebook? Big Vintage gets it though. You'll find it. Yeah, you'll find us. Cool. See you, Sal. See ya. See ya.